A man was trying to teach his horse to obey and to stop and start on command. The man was a very religious man. So he came up with a couple of religious statements to use in training his horse. He trained the horse to go on the command words, praise the Lord. He trained the horse to stop on the command word, hallelujah. <laughs> so one day, he's riding his horse, and it took off. He lost control of the horse, and he forgot his words. The horse had been trained to only respond to the key words that the horse was taught. Up ahead was a cliff. And the horse was headed there full speed, ears flying back. Just, you know how they gallop quickly. The man began to panic, and he began to pray. He started thinking of every religious word he heard of. He came out with, amen. Horse kept going. Jesus saves. Horse kept going. Worthy is the lamb. Horse kept going. Holy. Nothing worked. Just as the horse approached the cliff, the man shouted, Hallelujah! The horse stopped right at the edge. The man wiped his head, wiped his brow, and said, Praise the Lord. The horse started going again. <laughs> Back home. They got home safely. The man comes in the house and says to his wife, There is power in prayer and praise. Amen, amen, amen.
transition from one day to another. Midnight, dusk to dawn. Midnight, things happen at midnight. You ever had a midnight experience? They were advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching, teaching, casting out demons in Jesus' name. So they were doing the will of God and the work of God as they were doing this great ministry work. Second Baptist, you're doing great ministry work here. Don't grow weary in well-doing, Galatians 6, 9 is what it says. Keep doing the work of the Lord. Keep joining forces with Pastor Joe to move the ministry forward throughout Western Mass, throughout the state. He saw the plan that the Lord gave him for this church. Support him. As he leads you to what the Lord wants done here at Second Baptist. So, here we have Brother Paul, Brother Silas, in jail, wrongly accused. They've been beaten with rods, whipped, stripped of their clothes. But they had a worship special. My God. How many of us with conditions like that would have been lifting up praise offerings, praying to the Lord? How many of us? They exercise their faith with powerful weapons. Prayer and praise. <coughs> now, if Paul and Silas prayed to God what they wanted, they would have, they may have said, I should say, Lord, set us free. But no, they didn't whine. They didn't throw each other under the bus. They didn't play the blame game. They were giving God glory. They were giving him all praise. Even though they were imprisoned for preaching, 
for teaching, for casting out demons. But watch this. Even though they were in prison, they recognized God was still on the throne. Amen? I don't know what you may be going through. You may be, your back is up against the wall. You may be going through a crisis. But church, please remember, God is still in control. He's still in control. Last Sunday, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. The tomb is empty. Hallelujah. That is why no Christian should walk around defeated. We got the victory, amen? We got the victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Remember that. We're fighting from the standpoint of victory. Victory is ours. We beat the enemy. The enemy thought he had him. I can see the enemy now high-fiving and fist-bumping his demons when Jesus was on the cross. But guess what? Sunday morning came. Oh, 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 my God. Sunday morning came. God raised his son. And now we have the right to a tree of life. My brothers, my sisters, you walk around in victory in your spirit. No matter what the situation is, you're victorious. Why? Because he's glorious. Amen? The situation may not look good, but he's able. God has not forgotten you. Paul and Silas, no complaints, just thanks. They didn't necessarily understand why God allowed them to be in prison, but they believed God who would deliver them, which is why at midnight they were worshiping him, praying to him. Beloved, when you start talking to the King Lord Jesus about who he is, he is the great I am, about what he's done, and about what he's going to do, it means you trust him right where you are, no matter what your situation is. When you come to him with that expectation, I'm telling you right now, heaven and earth is going to move on your behalf. Hallelujah. I'm fired up today, y'all. I'm fired up. I am so fired up. Why? Because of last Sunday. He lives. He's not dead. He lives. He rose. Try to disrupt you. He'll try to distract you. 
right forward and do the work of the Lord because he's on your side. Look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah kept building that wall. Kept building. He wasn't going to be denied. Noah kept building that ark. They're laughing at him. He kept building that ark. His brothers were alone with Jesus. Folks were intent on beating <coughs> them punished. They were arrested. As I said earlier, stripped of their clothes. Ordered to be beaten with rods. The jailer was commanded. Watch this. The jailer was commanded to keep Paul and Silas in prison. To keep a close watch on them. If not, the Roman soldiers had orders to kill the jailer. So, jailer had pressure upon him. He put Paul and Silas in a highly secure area of the prison. And the jailer, watch what he does. He fastened their feet in stocks. <coughs> now this was an additional form of punishment. Within their legs spread wide, with their legs spread wide, excuse me, a square log split in two with holes drilled for the prisoner's ankles. The top half of the leg was laid down on top of the ankles and fastened. Now our brother was left in this position for days, not able to move their legs at all. But here's Paul Silas. In that situation, those rods, by the way, that they were beating them were bundled together. There they are, bloody, locked in stocks. In the interior of the jail, locked in stocks. Some of my research on this particular passage indicated that it was rat infested. Can you imagine that? Psalm 42.8 says, 
the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and his storm will be with me in the night. Wow. God, my beloved, gives us songs in the night. Great preacher back in the day, Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, it is easy to sing when we can see the notes by daylight, but the real test is he who can sing where there is not a ray of light to read by. What's the translation? Oh yeah, it's great when things are going fantastic, right? We're just singing praises and everything, but what's going to happen when things go south? You're going to give him glory? He's still God. He's still in control. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's right there with you. Amen? Philippians 4.4 says what? Rejoice in the Lord always. And Paul, he had to say it again. And again, I say rejoice. No matter what, rejoice. Let us remember to seek God, not man. So now, let's see what happens with our brother. Left in this coldest, most dingy, most darkest section of the jail. Well, there's some points I want to share with you, and then I'll be gone. How's that? trusted God. Look what James 2.20 says. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. We got to exercise our faith, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Yep. Yeah, we got to put it into action. And see, oh, help me, Jesus. God is waiting for us to move. Yep. He wants to see what you're going to do, what I'm going to do. Yep. This is not just to sit down. Okay, God, let's see what you're going to do. No! He wants us to move. Oh, hallelujah. They believed God. They trusted God. They had holy boldness. Holy boldness they had. Hebrews 4.16, look what it says. Let us there come boldly before the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldly before the throne of God. Now that, let me, let me catch that. That doesn't mean for us to be all arrogant and cocky. No. That means boldness in him for what he's going to do. We're supposed to come to him with that expectation. God, I know you're able. God, I know you're going to, I know you're going to move. We should expect God. Why? Because he is God. He's God all by himself. He don't need no one's help. All he wants us is to tune into him and be bold about it. Know that he is God. Point number two. For the first point, we need to have faith when we're in that midnight situation. Just like Paul and Silas. Point number two. Paul and Silas were solid in their foundation of Christ. They were solid in their foundation of Psalm 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. See, they built their foundation on the rock of Jesus Christ. They knew the word of God. They stood on the promises of God. They knew there was power in prayer and peace. 
foundation was strong. gave the right to become children of God. See, they shared the same spiritual father, Almighty God, the great I Am, the Lord God Jehovah. They both had a spiritual both, birth. They were born in the family of God. They were washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, and now they're joint heirs to the keys of the kingdom. You've been washed in the blood? You've been washed in the blood? Hallelujah. He washed away our sins. He just washed away with his blood. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Number four. Paul and Silas were unified in the fellowship of God. The fellowship of God. They ministered together. They broke bread together. They had each other's back. Second Baptist. There's power in fellowship. There's so much power in the sanctuary right now. Amen. There's so much power here. Listen to what Ecclesiastes says. 4 verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Thank you. 
around all that other stuff. He doesn't want he doesn't want us to walk around and worry, filled with anxiety. No, 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 no. Disobeying is not anything else. We can lighten a lot of stuff off our shoulders if we just give it to him and just keep on walking in peace. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what do we have? Faith. Foundation. I tried to make it easy for my hand in all Fs, okay? <laughs> Family. Four, fellowship. Five, favor. Number six. Paul and Silas kept their focus on God. They kept their focus on God. This is so deep. Think about it. All this stuff going around them. But they kept praising and praying to God. They were razor focused. External conditions, external circumstances did not impact their inner disposition. Please get that. Please get that. External circumstances, external conditions did not impact their inner disposition. Paul Silas said, it's not going to happen. They didn't let their situation defeat them. They could all, they could have easily said, oh, forget this, oh, we, they for, no, they knew where the power was. They knew he was going to rule, but they knew what their role was, keep praying, keep praising. Now think about it, they were evangelizing as well, did you get that? Because the other prisoners were listening to them. Praising in prayer, and those prisoners were listening. They're listening to the message through the voices of our two brothers. What am I saying to us? When we're going through some stuff, the world is watching us. They're watching to see what we're going to do. Larry, 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 she just left you, and I'm up here praying. I'm praying and I'm praising. Larry, she better not leave me. <laughs> watching us. We are the church to them. They may not set foot in a church, but they see us every day. Every day they see us. At our jobs, in our schools, in the grocery store. They see us every day. They want this. Deep down inside, they want it, but we have to give them evidence of this great God we serve. were evangelizing in the midst of all that ugliness. Wow. They kept their focus. Look at what 2 Chronicles 20, 12 says. 2 Chronicles 20, 12. Now, <laughs> King Jehoshaphat surrounded by a great multitude. Look what he said. Lord, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to keep our eyes on you. See that? They weren't looking at the multitude getting all scared. They looked at their power and where it was coming from because they knew he was going to deliver. And did he not deliver? Oh, my God. He said, wake that multitude up. God will move. You just got to have faith, church. 
into his power? Or are we going to whine and complain? We're going to be bold in our Christian walk. Holy boldness. No, that's not the name of some action figure. (laughs) Boldness in him. Knowing that he's going to deliver. Whatever your situation is. and reaching the lost. You get that? They were determined in their fulfillment of reaching the lost. See, God wanted to do something through these two brothers on this journey. The jailer and his household were saved. We're going to come to that in a moment. But before that, Lydia was saved. Before that, this is going to leave a more background, a slave girl was saved. Did you get that? They, she was demon-possessed. She was in the fortune teller. And that's how the owners were making money off her. Because in that time, they would charge folk to hear her tell their fortune. Paul's eyes weren't going to have that. They were that demon to come out of you. Look what happened. Because of that, they threw him in the slammer. My God. You see, God wants to save us. And he dares us. And look what he does. He saves us. you want his grace? Don't you just want his grace to fall upon you? Guess what? He has. <coughs> you accept that he's going to be your Savior and Lord. Yes, it's falling upon you. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. Love it. So there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loose. The brothers enjoyed, here's number eight, the freedom of God. Amen. The freedom of God. Got a midnight situation going on? Guess what? There's one to work in power. Verse 27. The jailer, after everything started shaking, the earthquake. The jailer comes running with his sword. Drew out his sword. He's going to take his own life. Why? Because remember I said to you a moment ago? If the prisoners escaped, the Roman soldiers were going to execute them. And that's why he took the sword out. That man take his own life. You don't want to go through that humiliation. It was going to be a slow torture. You don't want to go through that disgrace. He took his sword out, getting ready to take his own life. So look at Paul. Paul, what did he say? Do yourself no harm. 
backwards and taking his own life. The jailer fell down before Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So the Savior not only showed up, but salvation was in the house. Salvation was in the house. The jailer and his whole household were saved. Look at God. God moved mightily. He moved mightily when he listened to the children. Paul and Silas activated their power source via prayer and praise. The power source of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we seem hostile, God speaks possible. When we see immovable, God sees miracles. When we see mountains, He says, I will move those mountains. Aren't you glad He's a mountain moving God? He's a mountain moving God. He'll move whatever mountain you have in your situation. You just got to trust Him. He's a mountain-moving God. The Lord was Paul and Silas, worshiping in the jail at midnight, stuck in a place where they didn't want to be. What do you do when you can't escape your problem, your circumstance? All the forces are up against you. Just like they were Paul and Silas. They couldn't escape the problem. They couldn't escape the circumstance. I wish I could tell you how much longer it will be before your change will come. But I don't know. I do know the Lord is able. I do know that he is the creator of change. That he is the change maker. Sometimes God lets it get worse before he makes it better. God will turn it around. There's a song out now by John Reddick. I would have you thinking, but see, she yeah. started saying, amen. Yeah. Right. You know, I actually can't hurt the mic, okay? All right? Yeah, he's going to turn it around. Yeah. Romans 8, 28, look what it says. All things, not just one thing, all things, meaning bad, good, whatever, work together for good for those who know the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Sometimes God will take us to the bottom so we realize that he's the rock at the bottom. Amen? Oh, I got to say that again. That one got me. That one got me, okay? Let me say it again. Sometimes God will take us to the bottom so we can realize he's the rock at the bottom. My brother, my sister, hang on in there. He has your back. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's the same God who moved at midnight for Paul and Silas. He's the same God who was with Daniel in the lion's den. He's the same God who was with the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He's the same God. No fire came upon him. He's the same God who was with Calvary for us and rose on the third day because